0: Hi guys welcome back to the Nevermind Poly podcast my name is Matt I'm your host and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world how are you doing how are you living I hope you're well I hope you've been enjoying the absolute wealth of content we've been putting out over here and um, if you have tell a friend uh, give us a five star rating on your favorite podcasting platform subscribe to us on YouTube this conversation is with either of the band Enslaved I sat down with Ivor for a little chat all about their brand new record, which is no doubt they're actually their 16th studio record. Absolutely incredible. And this is probably one of the most fun free-flowing conversations I've had. I had to ask pretty much no questions. Ivor just took the interview by storm. It's an absolutely lovely, lovely conversation. And I want to do a massive shout-out to Claire, their um, PR person over at Nuclear Blast Records for setting this up. You are an absolute star. And... Um, yeah just thank you guys for listening we have got some fantastic conversations coming up check them out over at instagram.com forward slash nevermindpolypodcast or facebook.com forward slash Podcast or something to that degree anyway this is my conversation with either of the band enslaved on the Nevermind Podcast. enjoy Um, hi guys, welcome to the Nevermind Poly podcast. My name is Matt, I'm your host, and we chat to rock and metal bands from around the world. And it's my absolute pleasure to say that we have got either of the band enslaved on the podcast this week. How are we doing, sir? Doing good.
1: Uh, just uh, poured myself a morning cup of coffee, so I'm uh, ready stuff. to chat away
0: lovely stuff lovely stuff and th- this is um the, the interview i'm very grateful that you managed to slot this in before um before my for my 12-hour shift at a yeah. pub tonight. So <laughs> i'm quite quite thrilled to do this so um i wanted to kind of start things off um by talking about the new album um which is enslaved 16th record now i'm pretty certain <laughs> You can say you've made it as a band when you've made 15 <laughs> records. <laughs> um, but yeah, bear with me as I try and pronounce the name of the record because I'm rubbish with pronunciations and things. Yep. So I've got it down as um, Hamidil. Have I got that quite right?
1: Well, uh, it's more like Heimdall.
0: Heimdall, there we go. Lovely stuff. Yeah. Um, so my first question really is how do you think, in your own opinion, and being part of the record and part of that machine and producing it and things, a difference from the last fifteen records, or there or thereabouts, in your opinion?
1: Well, I think um, well, every rec- record is uh, feels different for the band, mm, of And course. And in and in, uh, in like the the long line of albums mm-hmm. that it is now, uh, you could certainly see an evolution, I guess. Mm. But also, there there are like constant like revisiting of stuff and like maybe maybe stuff pop up that you haven't really explored that deeply in a while yeah of course um so but like the main difference i te- i tend to see like the dynamics between always between the the previous album cuz mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the most natural way of viewing it as as a musician anyway cuz you do stuff uh, quite often, you you do stuff on one album as partly as a reaction to what you did last time. Of course, okay, yeah. Okay, we, okay, yeah, we did that on the last album, so let's um, maybe explore some other things, or, or maybe you did something on the last album to some extent that you feel oh, but that was that was interesting. Let's uh, let's delve into that more. Mm-hmm. Uh, was so, there
0: any was there anything particular tricks and things you've tried on this new album, or different things you've tried in that respect then?
1: I think I think the well the most obvious and most audible thing may be those uh like arpeggio uh, synths mm, that absolutely. were kind of uh, took center stage for a song or two on on the previous album that is now more under underlying and being more integrated parts uh of it all on mm-hmm. on this uh on this album and it does feel a bit more Progressive, if you will, in the sense that uh, there are longer songs again, mm-hmm. and maybe um, maybe a bit more. I dare say, introvert in, mm-hmm. in one sense that. Yeah. Um, I the, uh, we have got like amazing amazing feedback from fans on the album, but uh, quite a few people are saying that I love it, but it took me a few listens. Absolutely. And, and, and it was even like that for us as well, when we, uh, when we first got the, the instrumental demos from Ivar, yeah, like, uh, who writes all the music, mm-hmm. it kind of took us it, it, it was a bit more work to like get inside of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even for us, even for us this time. So it's a, maybe it's a, a deeper work. If we can be, be that pompous.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely. I I think, I think, you know, um, the, the, for me personally, at least anyway, the most interesting music is the stuff that like, it takes a little bit to get used to. For example, I was uh, a long time ago when I had a couple of podcasts and this whole podcast was a whole different thing. Um, one of my co-hosts favorite band is Tool, right? And I used Slate Tool all the time, not because they were banned; just I didn't understand them. But now that, like, I've kind of given it time and I'm a little bit older, a bit more mature, it's like, oh, no, I get it. Like, it's very, like, looking on the surface, you know, you can look at the new album and go, it's very technically brilliant, but I can't get inside it. And it just takes, it reveals itself to you almost, which is really, really cool. So that, that makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, and, and it's really not of our time, is it, to uh, actually set aside time to, to get into, uh, actually spend... The time and energy to listen to an album uh, enough times that you actually get on the inside of it. It's yeah. so the same for me. With I can see the um, the parallels with the, with Tool and maybe for me more with with uh, King Crimson that I absolutely love. Yep. Absolutely. But the first times I've I heard it as a kid, it was just the this impenetrable uh, mm-hmm. like cold wall of hostility is yeah. kind of what it came across as uh, on the first listens. And then you, there's, there's also something fascinating about that. So you can't really, you don't immediately get drawn in, or at least I didn't, but yeah. you can't, you can't let it go because it uh, no. it fascinates you. So you, you keep coming back to it. And then after a while, I guess it's only human. The thing is you, you get used to stuff.
0: Yeah, of course you do. Absolutely,
1: and and, and then music is about, uh, I guess a, a a lot of the like the the human element of music is familiarity. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. So, if you hear, hear something that you never heard before, mm-hmm. by the time you've given it like five lessons, you you're starting to internalize it and make it part of your like yeah. your reference.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing as well. Like with um, you know, the the age of like Spotify, Apple Music, all the rest of the streaming services, everything is so widely available to everybody. It's kind of like back in the day, you'd buy like a vinyl or a tape or a CD or whatever it was, and go, I have to now love this because if yeah. you don't, that's your your one vinyl, one tape for the month, week, whatever. Um, whereas now it's kind of like you have a whole everything's ever existed in the world, and go. What do i want to listen to so you naturally defer back to what you know because that's yeah. as you say human nature but um we're all for trying to push and find new things so that's really really cool
1: yeah it's it's become well naturally uh with with that uh dynamic music becomes more disposable i think for people does, yeah yeah because like you said when you have a limited amount of music to listen to you keep going back to it like for me it was everything from like the Magical Mystery Tour album uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the Beatles to uh, Into the Pandemonium with Celtic Frost, mm-hmm. which is kind of kind of the same thing, really weird music mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're a kid and then don't even have, uh, you don't really have that wide of a reference uh, point. But I have that one cassette and I have that one vinyl. Mm-hmm. So you keep going back to it. And some things you love uh, more than the other stuff, but, like, for instance, with the Celtic Frost album, mm. uh, you have the more immediate, like uh, thrashy songs that I loved when I got the album. And the, then you have the weird stuff. Yeah, that, of course. Uh, what's this doing on the album? And uh, <laughs> why, why is he singing like that? <laughs> and then you, but you keep listening mm. to it. Yeah, but of course. It, it's also an indication of uh, how people work. I remember. Like when I first got the album on vinyl, I made <laughs> made myself a tape where I took all the weird songs out and just kept the thrashy <laughs> ones, <laughs> like like we used to do. Like it's like the modern people make playlists.
0: Absolutely, of and, course. And then you,
1: and then you just take the weird stuff out.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: then, but then, of course, when you listen to the album, you start to slowly appreciate the weird stuff because you get tired of the the more. I won't say shallow, but the more immediate stuff also gets stronger, I think, by uh, being back-to-back with the weird stuff, which is kind of, a, I, I guess that could be a, a kind of summing up the the last Enslaved albums as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that that's the thing as well, that the enslaved have such a, a wide pool of, and various of sounds and all coming under the framework of being heavy, because in my opinion, genre is a bit defunct, like, to be honest, it's yeah. kind of like, you're this, you're that. It's like, let's just call it heavy music, you know, because that's yeah. what it is, you know. Um, so I wanted to know, well, like, where do you kind of pull your personal information, uh, information, personal inspiration, even for when you're creating art and things?
1: Uh first of all I just say that's kind of funny with going with the, the heavy definition because back in the 80s in Norway that was what we called it yeah, we just I mean, uh, that's the
0: best way
1: <laughs> everything was just we, we didn't we didn't call it well maybe when thrash metal came about we called it thrash but until then everything was just heavy we didn't even say heavy metal yeah. do you like heavy yes i like heavy <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: best So way so personal inspiration i try to keep for me personally i try to keep it as broad as possible mm. and and from my work in the studio as a producer i do all kinds of stuff like from singer songwriter i love doing like totally acoustic stuff mm-hmm. um just very uh pastoral and, and calm stuff uh, in addition to and and that also we draw from that in Enslaved as well, yeah. And just doing the more ambient stuff. I I recently completed mixing an album with uh, Yoik, the traditional uh, Sami um, uh, singing style. Mm-hmm. Um, just this this really cool trio with um, a guy, a, a, a Sami guy, a, a Yoiker who has been mm-hmm. doing it for forty years, and Amazing. he. Uh, as a new trio with like it sounds like if if you put Rick Wright from Pink Floyd on the on the analog synthesizers and maybe the drummer from Talk Talk. Uh, <laughs> that like really, really, really calm uh, uh ambient uh, widescreen stuff with with the traditional uh Yoik Sami singing style. Amazing. Uh, so so that's um it's inspiring to work with all these different uh, things, and I'm I've been doing a lot of uh, like recording jazz bands also in mm-hmm. Bergen.
0: Oh, really? Amazing. Yeah,
1: like more than the young like people in their twenties, like doing the like just yeah acoustic jazz. Yeah. The, okay. And that also and that also rubs up everything rubs off mm. from what awesome. you do. Absolutely, and I've been doing, been doing children's music, whatever.
0: Yeah, like, I love that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a man of many talents and many many hats, as they say. Um, so if I've got my sort of my research and notes correctly, is that kind of how you uh, end up joining Enslaved? Because you had sort of a, a role in the producing, mixing, kind of uh, in the background and things for various albums since like 2010. If I've got that correct.
1: That, that's correct, and we, and we knew each other for mm. quite a few years before that, and doing. Well, probably for twenty-five years by now. Mm. Um, oh. And Bergen is a small town, so we kind of rubbed shoulders uh, uh, for a while. And then, when they had like maybe some side projects, yeah. um, they asked me uh, to join in on on a few of them, mm-hmm. and we did the um, like a big big tour, national tour with a. a enslaved collaborated with a norwegian noise okay. music duo so we nice. did that in 2008 which was kind of quite close to when they asked me okay we need to uh do you want to participate in, in the recording of the next album and yeah then it just grew from there So, so whether the kato uh, the previous drummer decided to to leave mm-hmm. it was uh we we had already had like the the sit down when yeah. when Herber, on the keyboard player left mm-hmm. we were I, I was involved in recruiting Håkon
0: because mm-hmm. i
1: had worked with him and his previous band and they asked me you, do you think he'd be up for it yeah and uh, so <laughs> actually when we did the the audition for Håkon, it was just him and me in my studio yes. and him per- performing to live recordings just replacing Herbron's uh, stuff. Oh, nice. Uh, so we can see, okay, can he cut it? And of course he could.
0: Yeah, amazing stuff. Uh, not- so
1: so when Cato when left, the, um, we kind of decided, do why don't you just join now? Stop being so stubborn. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a, kind of already, an, it was an in-house solution. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And,
1: uh, and that's also kind of cool i guess we we just uh, oh our drummer left well we just uh, have uh, the producer join then.
0: <laughs> yeah no i love that that makes perfect sense and it's always good to have people people like that around and in the camp and things
1: yeah it's always really
0: cool <laughs> Um, so the critical uh, kind of reception of this record has been really, really strong. A lot of outlets are saying it's in the top tier of your material. Um, and as I say, this is like the 16th album, you know, and a lot of bands don't make it to like their third or fourth album. So it's kind of, it must be pretty happy to know that you're still out there, still making music that you enjoy making first and foremost. And the fans mm. and the critics like it as well. So that must be really nice to hear. It,
1: it is very uh, gratifying to uh, not... Uh, purely be the what's the term nowadays legacy band mm-hmm. yeah, uh, or, of or like being being your own tribute acts yeah of like a, like like a lot of bands kind of end up being you mm-hmm. you just travel playing material from twenty years ago, and right. I think the enslaved fans value uh mm-hmm. the fact that enslaved has never been that band. Yeah. Uh, constantly creating new music, and uh, and they are happy to come along for the ride. And no. that being said, we're also not stubborn.
0: No.
1: I mean, I mean, we played. We. Uh, I've always felt that the cool thing about Enslaved is that you can play a song from 1992 in the yeah. same set as now songs from 2023, and it and yeah. it works. We just did that last Friday, like we played back-to-back Allfather Odin who is like their oldest song uh, yeah. with uh, uh, Kingdom from the new album uh, directly following it and so so we were quite happy to play the old stuff and I, as an old school like coming from uh, the old school metal thing before it became black metal and all that yeah. uh, and I like that stuff mm-hmm. as well I, I can I can really appreciate doing that uh, early stuff and the mid period stuff and the late stuff and it it's all part of that yeah. whole uh, the enslaved canon if you yeah. will
0: absolutely and that that's the thing as well it must be a you know a very nice kind of thing to be able to pick and choose like from such a wide catalog but you know at the same time i for me personally if it was my and your position i'd i'd have a nightmare i wouldn't know where to start do you know what I mean? <laughs> that's that's why i'm here and you're there so <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. well I, I that, that's, all, that's
1: also that's uh, also of course it's a nightmare to uh, mm. in in some way to put together uh because you have 60 minutes, like for now, yeah. for, the, for the American tour yeah. that's coming up, you have 60 minutes and you have 16 albums. So yeah. what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we do what we uh, want to do, which is like play the new stuff. yeah. And we also like playing the old stuff. So there's a yeah. bit of a, everything. But of course, there's bound to be like 10 albums you don't yeah. uh, touch at all. Yeah. And it becomes it, it kind of becomes that selection for that tour, which is the way we normally do it. It's not like we You you prepare something for one tour and then you switch it up for the next one.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that so would you ever consider doing something like so the the only notable band I can think of off the top of my head is someone like Iron Maiden who do like the legacy the beast tour thing where they go back to like a certain period of time and play like a lot of stuff off that is that period time period. Mm. Is that something that you potentially might do or, or have ever thought about? Well,
1: now they've done it, haven't they? So
0: it's kind of one of those things where it's like that's a really good idea. I wish someone else would do that. Like <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, uh I think we're more well. The way it's be it's being established now, it seems, is that we we do our regular shows, and uh, every now and again, people ask us to do. Well, can you do that album? Yeah,
0: of course.
1: And if the resources mm-hmm. are in place, we'll do that. Like uh, more like the one-offs. Yeah. Of um, course. Uh, and and that also makes it more special I don't don't think we'd I don't think we'd be happy with going on a full tour yeah of course playing Frost from 94 or something like that 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 would seem that would not be enslaved it's Mm -hmm. nice it's nice and and uh and fun to revisit it for Mm -hmm. for like for one special show because then we can put a lot into the production and, and they also make it special for us. Yeah, of course. Once, yeah, once yeah. you start touring it, like a lot of bands do, and I understand why, because you put a lot of effort into rehearsing mm-hmm. and kind of relearning stuff that you don't normally do.
0: Yeah, of course. So,
1: so the sensible thing <laughs> would, of course, be then to tour that, like mm-hmm. Mayhem's been doing, uh, uh, Maiden, and a lot of other bands uh, does the same thing. Mm. but then enslaved we i guess we're not sensible people <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. so we don't uh we we rather we always end up like doing uh the the mixed era sets mm-hmm. and and as always it's it's bound to be focused on the later stuff like your yeah. normal uh touring uh, uh, sets and then we always end up having to put a lot of work in to relearn mm. the old albums if you do like a full album kind of set
0: yeah of course um,
1: but that's that's also it makes it more makes makes it more unique and kind of cooler for the fans as well to know that okay this doesn't happen uh, yeah. every day and it's you can't catch it today and next thursday
0: yeah of it's, course absolutely yeah. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So speaking about tour as well, I've got the notes written down here. You are on tour from the 5th of April to the 30th of April in the US with a couple of uh, Canadian shows there. Also appearing at uh, Incineration Festival in London, Arc Tangent, uh, Beyond the Gates, Brutal Assault, and playing a show in Poland and Mexico in September and November, respectively. That's a lot. That's a lot of... How do you kind of get into the mental headspace of, of going, right on tour. And like, you just have to go yeah. and do that thing, you know, cause it's a, uh, it's a mental thing. I guess
1: when we, when we get to get to August, uh, it'll be easier. Like mm, of course. What one uh, month in the U S is going to galvanize us, uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> to, to be ready for the next of the year. Yeah. Hopefully if, if we don't, well, you never know. Uh, mm. and, uh, and it's been so long now since the, the last like proper tour, and especially that long it's a month
0: yeah, which is
1: which, which is long by today's standards
0: yeah
1: for a band our size anyway so uh we'll see but um yeah. it looks good now with mm-hmm. the the kind of reception we're getting and ticket sales are looking good in the in the US and Canada which is of course uh, also you need that as well we need yeah, people I'm to sure. come yeah,
0: absolutely and, uh, that, that's the thing as well there's there's a lot of conversation around kind of the the merch um and versus the venue kind of thing and stuff so how do you mm. kind of how do you personally feel about it? if you if you can or want to talk about it because it's kind of a bit of a topic at the moment
1: I think it's uh I think it's horrendous personally but mm. yeah me too that being said I've 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 just been I saw well you read the headlines all the time the, yeah. at latest this morning and I was thinking oh, I have to I haven't really spoken to uh, the powers that be uh, Mm. in the enslaved organization about it. So I'm not sure how we're going to go about it. Yeah. Or if the, if the venues that we are playing Mm. have anything of that sort of arrangement in place, or if it's going to be maybe this evening we won't sell much because it's just, yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a horrendous. It's so mental to, you know, and, you
1: know, the, the metal bands are bringing a lot of drinking people into the venue. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. if, if you're going to take a cut off our merch, give us a cut of your uh, your beer sales.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You, fuck,
1: you fuckers.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. And the, the the simple fact is, you know, for a lot of these venues, if the bands didn't play the venues, the venues wouldn't open, wouldn't have the people in the venues buying things from the bar. Like, it, you know, and, you know, I think, it's, I think there's going to be a watershed moment. Where a majority of the bands just go no we're not having it we're not we're not doing we're not playing to your tune anymore you know
1: yeah and because a lot they... of band a lot of bands are doing that already mm, uh, of like that's what's creating the headlines with a lot mm. of bands just saying this is uh it's a shame but this is the link to our online store go yeah. get it there and we'll sign it for you
0: yeah of course and that, yeah. that's the thing as well metal fans are kind of very much they they like to have physical things as much as music is now kind of commercially uh, in terms of physical stuff not really there so much anymore. But when people do like to buy a shirt, do like to buy a vinyl, like to kind of have something physical to hold and say, this is me supporting the band and, you know, doing that and and the venue's taking that much cut is, yeah, it's just not on in in my opinion and, yeah, fuck those people. (laughs) I guess guess
1: it's the way it's the way it's always been. Someone, everyone's trying to... uh survive to be fair mm-hmm. and yep. uh, and to to make money out of a business that i i'm sure everyone's struggling but yep. in the end it it always ends up being the artists that gets bled yep. out from yep. it
0: absolutely so on to onto a bit of a more light topic and something that i always like to ask people who have had a bit of longevity in their career uh, such as yourselves and is there any notable musicians that you've kind of met along the way, any kind of cool stories or people you've worked with or would like to work with in the future?
1: <sighs> oh, the, there are so many. And, and mm-hmm. especially uh, from the work that I do, mm, of course. You, you, yeah, yeah. you meet great people and, or, and great musicians and not so great musicians, but the, <laughs> the enlightening thing is that you learn something from everyone. Yeah. Like I got, I I have the luxury of, uh, like, sitting in the control room and listening to musicians at every level. Yeah, of course. And even if if they're not great, and they could even be bad at what they do, in the the rare instance nowadays, Mm -hmm. you learn something from that as well. Because, okay, at least you learn how not to do stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I wouldn't. I'd, I'd be hard pressed to like single out um, mm. people, that, of course, I love uh, love playing with the guys in Enslaved, and in every band I've been in, the, the the bonds that you you form with the people, both musically and socially. So, and and you you learn. Just try to. Uh, I just try to be open-minded and, and try to learn uh, yeah. in in every situation, because I. It's that age-old sentiment: the more you know, the yeah. more you can see what you don't know.
0: Absolutely, of course. Yeah, yeah. knowledge is power as well as is something that yeah. sort of me quite a lot. And the more you know, and the people you know, and, and yeah, it's it's about building connections and things that makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, and just to realise that. Whatever you think you know, it's just a fraction of uh, what you can learn.
0: Absolutely, of course, absolutely. Uh, And so I have to preface this next question with a a little bit of a a subtext. So basically, I'm asking every guest who's been on the podcast in 2023 to, if I was to have a massive festival, right? and I invite every band that's ever played on, on the podcast to the festival, right? It's going to be quite an eclectic bill, so bear with. (laughs) But in any case, I would like to know one thing you'd like to add to the rider for the entire festival. And I'm asking every band of 2023, and it doesn't have to be something practical. It can be completely outlandish. So, for example, we've had people say they want, like, a whole sauna. We've had, like, practical things like sushi and, like, wine, uh, beer, water. To be fair, we haven't actually had anyone say water yet, which is alarming, to say the least. (laughs) Yeah, yeah um, whole petting zoo.
1: What would you like to add to the rider? Ooh, well, water, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> if not, if, no, if no one's added that, I, I'll be that guy. Yeah, that's <laughs> I remember? That's what is. <laughs> yeah. Well, with with enslaved, we're not too uh, we're not too demanding. Just mm-hmm. uh, give give us some food and and water and a uh, and a few beers and of course we're grateful for yeah yeah we we do appreciate a couple of bottles of nice wine of course yeah, and absolutely. and and good beer but it's not like uh, you have to uh put the like send people out to find like 500 pounds worth of uh, exclusive uh, wine bottles or whatever
0: there are definitely uh, bands out there who do do that though i i
1: know i know <laughs> let the, let them uh, uh stay unnamed but no, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh no so uh yeah water man
0: lovely Let's, stuff i can facilitate what? that that's fine that's no issue
1: <laughs> and and uh and comfy chairs comfy to, chairs.
0: See, that's, to, that's the thing too relaxing
1: night. just the, the the normal stuff that some festivals you play at just okay uh, there no sofas uh, to like <laughs> lay down on just somewhere to sit down and maybe catch a nap yeah we're, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're men in, we're men in soon to be all of us will be in our 50s now so uh, we we're old men we're old now we need <laughs> we need a nap
0: absolutely i mean i've just turned 30 in the last sort of yeah. week or so and yeah I, I i vouch for needing a nap uh absolutely
1: <laughs> all right all right Matt. i think that's a nice conclusion to our chat i have to press on to the next uh next interview
0: lovely stuff thank you so much for your time buddy it's been an absolute pleasure thanking you
1: thank you very much see you around peace Bye-bye.
0: cheers bye there we go how good was that conversation with the fantastic Ivor of enslaved thank you so much for checking out the podcast you guys are the fucking real mvps who come here to listen to the very end of the podcast and because you've listened to the very end of the podcast i can exclusively reveal to you that the next episode of the nevermind podcast will be this friday the 18th yeah we are pumping them out this week um, with the fantastic martine of the band Delane, so um, yeah, get excited, get stoked. We'll see you on the other side. Peace.